Do you want to talk on recovery for another 15, 20 minutes, Jason? Yeah, do you want me to? Yeah, carry on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll just keep going. I'm yeah. a, but, um, recovering now? Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, well, my, my entrance into recovery or was after 15 years of that, um, I went to a, a doctor and he could see that I, and I was, I was doctor shopping, I was trying to get Valium off of him and he just said, you need help, you need help. And this was after I'd run away from my sister's, I'd run away from my flat down at Henley Beach because some guy was screaming at me. I went into the Henley Beach High School, hid, hid under a tree, then uh, went into the city, got more Valium and that, went up to my sister's and then went to a doctor the next day and he, he said to me, and this was a doctor I found it hard to get stuff from. He said to me, you want help? And I was, I was ready for, you know, to, not to do anything. I realised that day that I wasn't really to do anything, but I was really ready to go into, into the Monthly Hospital. He said, you need to go into the Monthly Hospital. You, you need some help. And I said, yes. And that's uh, where my journey's kind of started in recovery 17 years ago. And then I went to different rehabs. After that, the Alain McEwen, uh, the one in Norwood, and then I got a placement. This is how I found AA. I, I got, uh, I was either going to Kaipo or going to Archway to Port. And um, I got into Archway to Port and uh, there I had to do, do the detox for a couple of days. And, you know, you got the plastic beds there. And anyway, I was there for seven months. Um, I can talk about this for a little while because um, now I'm thinking I've got 15 minutes. But uh, this rehab was run by AA members, and uh, you know I met my first sponsor in there, and we they run through a an AA program for three months while you're in there, and I, and I met my first sponsor in there, Ivan. Um, don't know if you know any of him, but um, he's, he's a good man, and and. Um, and I, I come, I come into AA through through that rehab. Uh, there were there were there were meetings in that rehab, and uh, when they had these meetings, I saw people coming out the back, and they were happy and laughing. And I just thought, you know, could you just um, PO so I can have my peace? And uh, but I saw people, um, other clients in there that um, were going to meetings with with Ivan or going to meetings that come back and they were happy. And it must be what they, they say to us in AA, like you want what we have in, in the big book. Um, I wanted what, what he had and I want. So I, I came came to um, a meeting at Brompton with my sponsor or Ivan, um, not that it was a sponsor of mine at that time. And, uh, you know, I was trailing by him behind him five or ten metres, I was so scared, I won't swear, but, uh, you know, Esless, and um, I came to AA and he walked in and, you know, people shook his hand and they shook my hand and, you know, I was just, just embraced, you know, just, just another alcoholic and um, it has been a long journey since, since then, like, uh, talking about your past is something, but talking about my recovery probably talk for ages on that because a, a lot's happened but um so I asked him to be my sponsor after a while and he said oh you know if, you, if I have to and you know and um I was going to meetings with him and I kind of ended up starting to go 
through the, the steps with him because what I saw, what I didn't like in AA was always that third, that third step. You know, I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. I was going to turn my will and my life. That's just, that's death, just, you know, and, and gratitude and that. It's like, you know, what have I got to be grateful for? But um, he was starting to do steps with other people through the Joe and Charlie tapes or whatever. But um, So he got me to do the steps, so I decided to do the steps probably when I wasn't really ready. I, was, I wasn't ready to turn my will and my life over to, to anything. I did the steps with him, but he got me to write down my life story. And at, at the time I thought, you know, what, what has this got to do with anything? This has got nothing to do with anything. Um, it just it didn't sit, sit well with me. And I found it very hard. He, we went through the steps or nothing the way my second sponsor did the steps. But now I've, I've, I'm on to my third sponsor. But um, when I went through the steps with him, I just wasn't, wasn't really willing to do anything. I wasn't willing to do anything. I just, I, I tried to go out and make amends and because I, I had a belief in God because a few things happened in that rehab that, that uh, you know, I prayed to God once and, and something happened to me that just, I knew there was a God. Like, you know, my mum was, I was having an argument with my mum and she was asking me about something. I said, oh, you can't understand what I'm, talking about she's like oh you know try me and that, that that just held me right in my tracks and I just said to this high power that I must have been here in an AA like uh, you know can you help me here because she's not happy and, and stuff came out of my mouth that I cannot describe to you it was just that just made peace it just peace came over that conversation like you know um, so I knew there was a God, but I, find it very, I found it very hard to go. I, I couldn't go out and do the ninth, ninth step, making amends. I, I just couldn't do it. I tried to go out and do it several times, and uh, I did it with one person. And he said to me, "Oh no, you know you can now you can make it up to me." And I tried not to swear again because I'm a bit of a swearer, but I thought I don't have to make nothing up to you. Right. I'm out here making amends and to me now making amends is you know God can see that I'm making amends and I'm doing it you know for me to get it off of my conscience the, the wreckage of my past and, um, so I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't make amends and he kept on trying to help me do it but I couldn't do it so it was a period there in in my recovery where I was going to meetings and I was trying, trying my best and doing service and um, doing the best I could. But I had a, a time where I hadn't done the amends. I'd lost my job. A guy at a meeting said once, Jock, he said, oh, God can give it and God can take away. And I thought, you yeah, silly old fool, you know, what are you talking about? God's not going to take nothing from me. And I'll tell you the truth, I was doing the best I could, going to, going to meetings and that. But um, then 
but uh, yeah, I was still still on the best I could in recovery. Like, uh, but um, oh, I lost my track now. Uh, it, it, it came to a point where I started to have to. I had to start relying on on God. Oh, that's it. I was going. I was going downhill, and things things were getting worse and worse. And I was going to to. I heard this thing in AA like go to 1990. I thought, oh, you know, I'll try that because there was no way I was going to a lot of meetings because I'm just not really a meetings person. Like I, I can go to a few back then, and you know, my sponsor would say to me, like, if you don't want to go to a meeting, you don't have to go to a meeting. And, um. Because I find it hard to communicate with people. You feel like a shag on the rock after a meeting's finished. You don't know who to talk to. And I was uncomfortable in early sobriety. So, um, I came to a point where I went to a meeting in this 1990 and I hadn't done my amends. And, um, this I'm going on. I hadn't done my amends. I busted my shoulder in ninjutsu that I was doing. I was doing a martial art and my shoulder packed out because I was doing weights a martial art and the job at the same time and um, you know just basically destroying my body but I was you know big and doing the martial art and all that and having a good time but I just broke I broke physically broke job lost I didn't have that and I went to a meeting and um, after the meeting or during the meeting I went out to talk to someone and I just couldn't even talk to him I just just could I I was beside myself, you know, I couldn't talk to him. And I left that meeting and I rang Ivan and I said, look, I'm getting worse, not better. I can't even, you know, what, what is going on with me? Like, uh, so to 1990 to me, well, it wasn't anything. It was getting through that amends that really, like, I, I needed to get through that amends. It was like the matrix, like a splinter in your mind. Like, I, was, I could not do it and... Um, and he, I don't know what happened with him, but things just started get, getting worse and worse. And um, I started to, I seen another member in AA and I was going to do service at the Flinders meeting in the city. And I was doing service there and getting resentful at the old times in the back, you know, sometimes giving you, talking to you and uh, anyway. And I saw a guy in there that seemed like he was angelic, like after a meeting he'd, you know, he'd clap his hands real slowly and he just, real quiet, he, he seemed like he was angelic, but yeah, he, he wasn't, but, uh, so I asked, and I, what happened is, I'd seen an ex-girlfriend of mine, and another guy I used to steal with, that were big time in my, my, big time in my recovery, or big time in my using days, like, I separated from her for three years when I was with her, and my, dope smoke and all that escalated in the Indian ecstasy and all that. And I saw her at the beach one day and it was just coming right out of the blue and I saw this other guy too that I used to go out and steal bikes with and, you know, we used to get on the heroin. But, um, and I hated this bloke. He was a real pee. But, uh, and, you know, things are getting worse. But I said to Martin, you know, can you be my sponsor? And he said, you know, uh, no, but I'll pray for you, you know, that you get, get one. So um, anyway, I went, you know, that failed or whatever, and um, I said to I, I spoke to Ivan, and he said, go up to this meeting, and um, yeah, just go up to this meeting, because he, he had started with a different sponsor, and that was this guy, anyway, so 
I went up to this meeting and, um, you know, just really down and, uh, and I met my second sponsor and he was the one that took me through the steps. It was a, he was the first guy that I saw at that meeting and he said to me, oh, you know, how are you? And I'm like, I'm not very good. I'm not good at all. You know, I've lost, you know, job's gone because of the recession and busting my shoulder, can't go through the immense things are just getting worse and worse and, um, and he said to me, oh, well, you're breathing, aren't you? And uh, I thought, oh, you know, oh, that's good. And, uh, so we went to, through the meeting, and he said to me later on that I looked like a person that had a backpack on his back. Like, and I felt like that, and, you know, and, and worse. And uh, after the meeting, because I don't know who I want to talk to, I, I said to the high power, you know, I will not mind be done. And uh, I just went straight over to him, and, um, you know, and he said, you know, he didn't tell me anything because, you know, if you tell me what to do, I think you're a, a D-head and, um, you know, I'm still that kind of way these days. Don't tell me what to do. Someone even told me to do this sober talk and I thought, well, I didn't ask for your opinion, so, um, uh, yeah, Dennis knows that. But, <laughs> you know, even the sponsor said the other day, the message comes through sometimes people that you don't want to hear it from. And uh, he's, he's fabulous. I tell you the truth, he, he's sensational. But uh, so Ron didn't tell me what to do. He just said, "Oh, if you need some help, here's my number." And you know, honestly, went. He was a, a beautiful bloke, you know, a beautiful guy. A guy that's taken a lot of people through the steps. And so the next day, and uh, I rang him, and he said, "Oh, you know, come down to my place at Morfordville, and uh, you'll have to catch." So I caught the tram from there. So. And I went down there and I started going through the steps with him and he said to me later on that he knew that I had the willingness to do whatever it took because I took that tram down there and I'll tell you, I would have, I don't know, I'm only just wording it now, I would have done anything then. Like uh, this amends was the hardest thing that I've ever had to, had to do. Like, uh, you know, not now, like life is getting getting pretty hard but uh, if, when you give in it starts to get a bit easier. Um, it takes me a lot to get give in a lot of pain a lot of you know these other voices you're telling you doesn't want to do anything and all that kind of stuff but I went through the steps with him in a totally different way I didn't have to write out my life story he got me to write my resentments and then he asked me to go through you know did I want him to go through my step five look I went through 104 oh I missed out something was my first sponsor but anyway um, I went through the steps in a totally different way that I did, did with my first sponsor and I felt like after that I started to have to pray to a higher power to help me get through those amends because I would be sitting in front of the phone for half an hour, an hour, wanting to ring these people. You know, you make your list, you go through resentments and you say, oh, I think you need to make amends to this person. And I'm like, oh, why? And uh, as you do. And uh, anyway, so I had to start to rely and pray on this higher power that I didn't. You know, I had a contact with and I knew it was there, but I didn't. Anyway, so I started, you know, I'd be in that much fear before I'd have to ring these people. You haven't spoke to them in 20 years and you're ringing them up asking them to make them, you know, if you can meet them, meet them. And uh, someone would say, well, what for? Or what do you want? And, um, and I'd eventually pick the phone up, you know, in total adrenaline like I am these days sometimes. I feel like my emotions have just kicked in the last couple of years and uh, therapy recovery is a funny thing. And, um, and I went through those events
praying to God to relieve him of fear, going out and trusting, you know, him or trusting him. And I felt like I was rocketed into a fourth dimension. But really, I see now after 17 years in sobriety, I just got rid of all of that baggage and crap that was on my back. And, uh, you know, even there's a few people these days, I think I haven't made amends to that I probably need to. But, um, so, you know, my journey hasn't finished and um, I feel like it's kind of only just starting or, uh, you know, with going out and looking. So, yeah, yeah that recovery process is, yeah, just, yeah, and like I'm saying now, I, I feel like I just want to go out now. I mean, a lot's happened since that second sponsor, like we had a bit of a falling out and, you know, that happened and... Uh, I'm kind of around AA and got away from... When I had that spiritual experience or thought that I got rocketed into a fourth dimension, I got away from going to camps. I got away from this. And people that were talking about their problems in AA were the idiots and they hadn't found, you know, God like I, you know, thought I'd found God. And um, these days I'm kind of one of those people that have got their problems and see that life is, is hard like uh, recovery, it's hard. I've only felt my emotions kind of kick in in the last five years. Like I've started to go to an emotional sobriety meeting. I, I relate a lot to kind of a Bill, Bill W story where his emotions, emotional sobriety kicked in for him in, at 20 years where he thought he was in deep depression and that, um, yeah, but uh, so... Uh, now I've got a third sponsor and he's kind of into, um, he's, he's kind of into psychology and all this kind of stuff and um, I kind of just, God has given me what, what I need and not what I want and has given given me, I, I see all of this as God's planning. Like 17 through, years through recovery, you think you'd have a girlfriend, you'd think you'd be more uh, spiritual and all this kind of, stuff they talk about in AA but you know, I'm just starting to get in touch with my emotions and when I had someone set me off at work yesterday and uh, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the truth I found it so hard to hold back my adrenaline like it was excruciating and I wanted to go and later on I wanted to go and kick this person in the face and do this and do that but I think I've kind of got away from writing my resentments down and uh, asked God to relieve my resentments. Got away from meditation, got away from service. Like, I go to my meetings, but, um, you know, I've even heard a, heard a couple of people lately say that they're not going to meetings. You know, a guy, a guy I met at work the other day, 18 years sober, this right out of the blue, he said to me, oh, he's not going to meetings anymore. I thought, how can you not go to meetings? How can, this is just, for me, this is, AA, I will always be going to meetings, I will always try to give back because, you know, I've got all of this knowledge and this freedom through the, let's say, through the, what I call the steps, the program of AA, or the steps of AA, has given me freedom and now it's giving me a light. I'm finding it hard to get out there and take this life by the, the cojones, but, um, because of my fear, but, um, yeah, all of this, all of it, the whole 
me turning my will and my life over to the care of God, because that's probably, that's what I did when I went to my second sponsor and I was in the down and out there, I thought, look, look, what I, I just got to give it all to him, he can, he can have it all, right, I just wrecked, I just was wrecking things, my body was a wreck, I was losing it, you know, I was down and out in AA, doing service, doing this, when I hadn't gone through, you know, making that amends and now I just, I see everything as God's planning, and that it's a real, to me, it's a real loving, loving God, it, it just loves me to a point where it knows exactly what I need, I mean, look how long this has gone on for, trying to do this sober talk, or trying to go out there, and um, yeah, it's just, it shows, shows me like the power of prayer, but um, a big thing for me is pain, and uh, you know, all I've ever done is kind of just trying to put one foot in front of the other, even while I was in that uh, pain of, of walking around, not doing the steps and with a broken shoulder and, you know, just wondering what God's given me and AA sucks and, or not AA sucks, but um, I was just real down and out. Um, you know, I had to go through those that pain. I've had to go through the pain to get to the other, the other side and... Um, that's just the way I am, I think. I mean, even my sponsor now talks about being stubborn and I've got this kind of other voice. I think it's my childlike voice that, you know, that's just frightened of going out there and doing stuff. But I'm going to get it, go out there now and, and do stuff. And uh, even after praying for the willingness the other day, I've even started to do a bit of meditation. Like, I've, I've done this now. I need to get back into more of AA and have a bit more of balance in my life. I find that I don't. Um, I've seen psychologists in recovery too. I've seen three psychologists and I'm see a psychologist that I really um, are getting a lot of benefit to these days. She, she's just said to me the other day, like, uh, how's the balance in your life? And I, I heard what she said, but then I went into all of my stuff like I usually do about what's going on at work and this, the resentments and that. And, but I, my balance is not right in life. I don't look after myself enough. I don't, you know, I've just come across a new dog, which was like a gift to me, and I'm doing stuff for him. But I really start to need to look after myself and, you know, um, meditation, going out into nature, going to conventions, you know, just and trying to progress my life. I've got a really good life. Like, I was sitting here now, and, uh, yeah, anyway, I've probably gone on too long. All right, Dennis. Good on you, Jason. See? But, um, yeah, it's all through God's planning and, um, yeah, now, you know, I've, I've got the willingness and there's, there's, there's more and more tests to come in recovery. Like, to me, recovery is progress, not perfection. You don't get, you know, a spiritual awakening overnight. I mean, it says it in the big book, the spiritual awakening is of the educational variety, I think they say, and, you know, I'm, I'm still getting educated and there's a lot of stuff still in me that's, that needs to be looked at, but I'll tell you what, from coming from, you know, a guy that was going to kill himself, or was, you know, looking at it, to walking into that, with that sponsor, like five to ten metres behind him, like a little, you know, child, to what my life is today is incredible. Keep coming oh, no, back, Jason. Oh, I will be, Dennis. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah, you keep yeah. coming back. 
Good on you, you mate. You keep coming to you keep coming to the meetings and you keep. I mean, it's about giving away, not about about taking. I mean, I'd be. I don't know where I'd be, Dennis. You know what I mean? So. Good yeah, on you. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for letting me share. Thanks for that, Jason.